We go to breweries a lot. Like a lot, a lot. And when we're there, it's always fun to have a game to play. And lately, we can't get enough of Dice Throne. Marvel Dice Throne is a fast and fun board game for all ages. Each player selects one of eight heroes to face off in a head-to-head battle to see who earns the right to take the throne. Gameplay involves strategically rolling dice to activate special abilities, playing unique hero cards to manipulate results, and upgrading your hero board to power up your stats. This is currently being crowdfunded on Kickstarter and will have Kickstarter exclusives. Go there now to reserve your copy. Hello there, I'm Colleen. I'm Anders. And I'm Daniel. We're three nerds that met through our love of science fiction and fantasy storytelling. Of course, one of our favorites is George Lucas's signature achievement, Star Wars. And if there's one thing the internet definitely doesn't have enough of, it's nerds talking about Star Wars. So here we are with yet another Star Wars podcast, where each week we discuss one of the films in the current Star Wars canon. From the sands of Tatooine to the levels of Coruscant, we cover it all. Yet another Star Wars podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Starting out strong. <laughs> Welcome to a new episode of Cracking One Open with Mike and Elise. I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. I hope you could deduce that by now. <laughs> and we have a new sick uh, music track to go along with this episode. That's right. This episode is brought to you by. Mike's beatboxing. <laughs> I'll do all your birthday parties, bat mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs, and weddings. I'm here for you. I'm just kidding. What, <laughs> unless you unless you want to pay me, because why not? <laughs> uh, today, we are talking not about beer, but going into the dark, dark world we call cider. Dark, dark world. Beer's evil cousin. That's not fair. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not good. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty self-centered. Just because I don't like it means it's not good. That's how <laughs> I roll. That's how I roll. It's called being egotistical. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is a cider from a place we've had from before. And it was actually a really good cider we had on the last last time we had it. It's true. That was quite a while ago, though. It was. No, two years ago last- we had it? No, it was last, it was last year. last year? Yeah. So what are we drinking today, baby? All right. Well... As Mike mentioned, this week we are cracking open something a little different. This is called Backcountry Old Fashioned Cider by Graft Cidery, which is located in Newburgh, New York, in the Hudson Valley area. And it was founded by siblings Kyle and Sarah Scherer, who wanted to develop a new kind of cider company. Their concept was twofold, paying respect to the old world style of cider making while simultaneously experimenting with modern brewing techniques. All of Graf ciders employ century-old European traditions of using wild yeast and bacteria to ferment to dryness. They then harness the flavors created from this style of natural cider to develop unique and innovative styles, which take a nod from some of the best craft beer producers in the world. And that's from their website. Oh. Graft is 
still a relatively small scale operation compared to the last time that we talked about them. Mm -hmm. They do distribute in most states up and down the East Coast, but they have now expanded to a few additional states as well. They have an online store that has the ability to ship to some like 40 odd states now. Oh, that's cool. Um, in the U.S. and their ciders are available in a limited capacity in Europe, Japan and China. Ooh, look at that. You're right, right. They still do not have a tap room of their own, as I mentioned before, but their website says that they are currently building a new production facility and tap room that they hope to open by fall of 2022. Is school still in the same place? I would assume so. It doesn't say. It does not say. Interesting. Okay. So let's talk about sour cider. It's a style of fermentation, typically at warm temperatures with wild yeast and bacteria that lives on the skin of apples. This creates a cider that has a range of complex flavors and a lactic tartness. In terms of acidity, they say their ciders have a pretty wide range, but they tend to favor tartness as opposed to full on like warhead sour. I like Warhead Sour. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the wild yeast they mention can be found in large quantities on the skin of the fruits they use, and the strains of yeast vary greatly and help develop the aromatics in the cider. They actually ferment with both wild yeast that comes in the fruit itself, as well as a wild yeast strain of Bretonomyces that they were able to isolate I don't know if you remember this, off of a wild apple tree on the roadside outside of New Paltz, New York. I vaguely recall that, yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? How do you do that? <laughs> mm, yes, this looks like some Brennomyces. Yes. It's some pretty crazy science <laughs> that they can do that. And it's kind of like the way Two Roads gets urban funk from the uh, yeast that they collected from Sandy. Yeah, wild yeast that washed up on the shore that they were like yes <laughs> this goop is yeast yes please do you see this shit no buddy that's not shit that's yeast let's ferment this oh my see God. what happens i'm gonna drink this <laughs> you're gonna get my belly buddy <laughs> gross yeah but delicious <laughs> <laughs> ultimately yes so graft is a new york farm cidery so they source all of their apples locally from new york state Mostly from the mostly near them from the Hudson Valley, and then the apples are pressed by Menard Farms. Menard, Menard, Menard. So one of the interesting things about this cider is that it has zero grams of sugar. But how is that possible from something that's made from fruit? Mm -hmm. Well, cider, despite conventional thinking, actually wants to ferment all the way to dryness. To add back sweetness requires killing or removing all yeast and bacteria through the addition of sulfates and sorbates, pasteurization and or filtration. And Graft believes in keeping their ingredients as raw as possible from the farm. So they do not add stabilizers or chemicals or anything like that. Hmm. When they really need an extra touch of sweetness, they actually use a small amount of lactose instead. But they only use that in a specific line of beers that they call the Cloud City series. Uh, which they describe as having a, quote, creamy, dreamsicle flavor profile. Mm. And it's clearly labeled on the cans for those people who are sensitive to lactose so that they can avoid it. Is that a thing with beer as well? Like, do they have to say contains lactose? I think they yep, do. They okay. do. So Graft also has a line of collaborations that they call the Shared U Universe series, where they work with breweries, wineries, and meaderies. Mm. 
They also have an experimental or what they call, quote, exploratory fruited series called The Book of Nomad, where they do one-offs that sound pretty out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sake ciders, slushy ciders, mochi ciders, and so on. Mochi ciders. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And as I mentioned last time, if you look on their website, along with the description of each cider in the Book of the Nomad series, there is actually like an ongoing story that goes along with it. Like they build a story of the adventures of Nomad and Dog mm. with each new release. I do think I remember that, yeah. Because the, um, the illustrations are amazing as well. But today we will be drinking a cider from their Green Planet Cider series, which rotates every few months. And 10% of the profits from this Green Planet series are donated to nonprofit agencies that protect and restore the earth and its inhabitants. So they have a spring, a summer and a fall cider in the series. So obviously today we will be drinking the fall cider, Mm -hmm. which is called Backcountry. It's an old fashioned cider, meaning that it tastes like an old fashioned cocktail. Raft says, quote, you won't need to build a fire this fall to stay warm. <laughs> Ingredients include New York hard cider, bittersweet apple concentrate, American oak, orange zest, gentian root, and sulfites, which is just to preserve the freshness. And this cider clogs in at 6.9% ABV. That sounds like a lot for cider. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> mm. But it makes sense if it's actually aged in bourbon barrels, which they don't specify, but they kind of imply. Okay. Now, having been named after a drink that we both enjoy, although you usually make the Sazerac variation. I do lately, yeah. So this was an easy choice for an episode. Mm. But I thought I might end my segment with a brief history of the actual cocktail that is the namesake for the cider. But fair warning, I could not find a clear answer. So in 1862, a book called Jerry Thomas's Bartender Guide, How to Mix Drinks, is published, including a recipe for an old-fashioned Holland gin cocktail. Quote, crush a lump of sugar in a whiskey glass containing a little water, add a lump of ice, two dashes of Angostura bitters, a small piece of lemon peel, one jigger Holland gin, mix with a small bar spoon, and serve. It's pretty much an old-fashioned, but with gin. Exactly. No fruit. Very similar elements, but we're not quite there yet. Right. The beginning. <laughs> in 1880 or 1881, some websites had different dates. <laughs> uh, it's possible that the old fashioned was born at the Penn Dennis Club, a gentleman's club in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> Either by or in honor of, again, conflicting stories, uh, James E. Pepper who was a prominent bourbon distiller at the time. It's said that the drink then made its way from Louisville to the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York, where Pepper frequently socialized with various American captains of industry, including John Jacob Astor, Francis G. DuPont, Fred Pabst, Charles A. Pillsbury, John D. Rockefeller, Theodore Roosevelt, and Cornelius Vanderbilt. This seems like the most accepted origin story. Uh, It was referenced on several different websites about the history of the cocktail. And in 2015, the city of Louisville actually named the old fashioned as its official cocktail. It's ours now. You can't take it. (laughs) But I think the first time the recipe was published was in 1895. 
in Modern American Drinks by George Kappeler, where he gave the recipe for an old-fashioned whiskey cocktail. It reads, Dissolve a small lump of sugar with a little water in a whiskey glass. Add two dashes Angostura bitters, a small piece of ice, a piece of lemon peel, one jigger whiskey. Mix with a small bar spoon and serve, leaving spoon in glass. Weird, right? Okay. And finally... I had to include this. On January 1st, 1936, an article in the New York Times was written by a man only known as Old Timer, Hmm. and it reflected on the years following the end of Prohibition. In the piece, the man gives a makeshift recipe for cocktails, including one for the old-fashioned. He said, quote, Consider, for instance, the old-fashioned cocktail. Time was when the affable and sympathetic bartender moisted a lump of sugar with Angostura bitter, dropped in a lump of ice, neither too large nor too small, stuck in a miniature bar spoon, and passed the glass to the client with a bottle of good bourbon from which said client was privileged to pour his own drink. Like, what? My ass. Maybe in like some (laughs) high-end bar where you're paying for the whole bottle. With the markup of 500% still. <sighs> There's still such a thing as overhead, even back then. Yeah. You always see all these movies where like, just leave the bottle. You don't have the money for that bottle, dude. Come on. <laughs> let's be honest. You still got to pay for these things. Not just giving you a free bottle of booze. Man, you just sucked the fun out of that story. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they did. Unless they did. The good old days. Leave the bottle. <laughs> so... I'm sorry that got a little off track, but I was having fun. It was fun. <laughs> a lot of history there. Leave the spoon in there. Yeah. I guess it gives, you, gives it a tinny origin. taste. Yeah. Or maybe it allows you to keep swirling things so that it stays mixed up. Like the maybe if the sugar doesn't like settle right away. I suppose it should dissolve though completely. Should. After the bartender does his first stir. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no cherries though. No mush cherries in that story. There was a lot that I did not include. Like, there's a ton of back history on this that I just did not have time for. <laughs> the history of the old fashioned. Yeah, there's so many like offshoots and variances, like you were talking about with the. There was like a an time when people started to like make variations of this that mm-hmm. included like almond liqueur, cherries, um, orange slices, orange soda. What? And then it got like so off track that people started asking for it the old fashioned way. Can I get an old fashioned old fashioned? Yeah. An old old fashioned. Interesting. The one I know has always been the one with lemon, cherry and orange. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes it for a pretty presentation at a restaurant. Yeah. It's also, those are your cocktails. That's your, those are your uh, readily available fruits in all bars. Mm -hmm. So it's just one of each. You mush them up. A little bit of a little bit of citrus, a little bit of fruit. Keep your beer interesting or mm-hmm. your drink interesting. I mean, I'm cool with doing it without the cherry though. I know you are. <laughs> when I usually make an old fashioned, I do it without the cherry. Usually without the orange as well. I usually do the Yeah, old, we old usually fashioned. don't have an orange in the fridge. Yeah. You usually do an old school old fashioned. So uh is it time to uh It is time decide er Oh boy how, how good this drink is? See what I did there? I added cider to it. <sighs> I see. I had to punt it up. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Time to crack this cider open. Yeah, boy. Apple cracks? Apple jacks? Nope. 
I was trying to find a pun there. You know, you'd think there'd be more apple puns where maybe I'd know more. I don't really know where to go with these apples. Uh, I think you got to, the, the key is to look at the variations of the apples, the different names. Mm, should have thought about that beforehand. Mm. Yeah, missed opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going for it. All right. Ooh, it smells like an old fashioned. Oh, so interesting. Very like delicately carbonated. Almost has the foam of like a soda. Mm. Oh, interesting. Our glasses look like almost exactly the same, but they definitely have different sizes. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Wow. Yeah, it smells stronger than the actual taste. It's true. It's a very light taste. It's very it's it's good. This is actually even this lighter is, taste than the other one, the other uh, graph that we had. It is, but that was not just a sour cider. It was also a goza. That's true. So there was more to do. It. Mm-hmm. This is definitely not as tart. I mean, you smell it. It smells. It's got a bit of an apple smell, but it smells also like an old fashioned wood. Yeah. It really does have that oaky aroma and taste. See, taste, I'm getting a little bit of the oak. I'm mostly getting like there's a cinnamon stick in there. Yes. Cinnamon and maybe even maybe even a little nutmeg. Like it's not just cinnamon. There's something else there. Maybe. I mean, it definitely like screams fall mm-hmm. for sure. And it's not overly sweet. It's sweet. It's sweet. For something that should be a sour cider. Right. I mean, it, it's definitely not as sweet as most ciders I've had. That's for sure. No, it's it's in no way sickeningly sweet. It's not syrupy at all. Like it has a very fresh. You can tell that this is fresh cider. Yeah. My main problem with uh, drinking ciders like Angry Orchard and all that is just they're like candy sweet. They're all yeah, so it's all like from concentrate and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but no, this is like this is nice. This is nice, lightly sweetened. Um, I mean, it is definitely sweet, but it's not like super sweet. It definitely tastes like fall in a glass. I mean, it tastes it does. It, because of the apples and the cinnamon stick and maybe the oakiness of the bourbon quote-unquote bourbon, mm-hmm. the, that flavor they're trying to evoke, I do get that kind of fall flavor. And, and there's a little bit like a roasty note too, and I think that's the Demerara yeah. sugar they use in it instead of like so regular nice. sugar. This makes me want to like put on a flannel. Oh yeah, it's definitely fall. <laughs> it's just like a nice fall day where it's warm-ish when the sun's hitting you, mm-hmm. but it's cold in the shade and you have like, a, you, you're wearing a few, some layers and you're like chilling outside or something like that. Mm-hmm. I would even say like, this might be good, warm or hot. Oh, interesting. That's right. I said it. I think you're right, though. Maybe weird carbonated and hot, but. <laughs> this might also be interesting with a very thin rim of like fine sugar and cinnamon. Mm, maybe. I really like how light the cinnamon taste is. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need more of it. It's no. not like a pumpkin beer. But I guess you could. I mean, then I would think it would start to taste like an apple uh, cider donut, which oh. I like apple cider donuts. So it's like, I'm okay, I was gonna say, I'm where's okay the with problem that. There? Yeah. <laughs> but I do think that would like put it way more into that kind of sweet, kind of decadent kind of flavor. Where this is like, yeah, that's true. so chill. This is such a chill cider. Mm-hmm. This is like, oh, yeah, like this is nice. This is like when we're recording this. We're recording this on, uh, we usually record on Wednesdays, but tonight we're recording a Saturday night after I've been working uh, like a night and a half Quite hour a long shift. shift. And like, this is a nice, 
coming home and <laughs> chilling while my feet are killing me kind of beer or drink. This mm-hmm. is nice. I like this. If it was a summertime, no, because it's super fally. But that's it, what yeah. it, it is the fall, t- so it's taste. fine. Yeah. It's a very fall beer. Whereas the Goza one we had, I think I could drink whenever. Like that one didn't Definitely. really matter like when. This is though, this tastes like fall in a glass. Mm-hmm. Like you have a harvest Yankee candle candle. Uh, <laughs> and this is like the perfect companion to it that. It really is actually. But in a way different way. Like that harvest candle is all pumpkins and, and like corn and stuff like that. This is cinnamon oak. I guess the oak is also in that candle that you're burning too. Like I can smell that oak. A little bit. But you can really smell that in the the quote unquote bourbon. That's definitely what they think the bourbon is. The, that's what yeah, they're Yeah, it's really, it. really evokes that flavor. But I think the Demerara syrup is also trying to evoke that kind of burnt kind of taste mm-hmm. as well, which is doing a really good job on. The only thing, I guess I can get a little bit of the orange peel as well. If I really sit that's there and really like difficult for try me to, to taste. Yeah. yeah. You really got to look for it though. You really got to be like, is it there? I feel like it's almost more on the on the nose than it is taste wise. See, I don't know if I smell it on the nose. It's citrusy. It's a little citrusy, but I think you can't tell what it is. And then like as you go, oh, I think that's orange. I think it's orange. <laughs> oh. What? This is kind of gross, but Uh-oh. I just burped a little bit, a very light burp, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it was very orangey. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, folks. It's orangey. <laughs> Orange is on the, the way back. <laughs> <laughs> orange on the way up. So I just, this could be gross. I just threw up. And let me tell you, there was some orange in this. Uh, that's not where I wanted to go with this. <laughs> let me tell you, when you eat it back up a second. No. Oh, God. It's even more. It's even more. What are orange. you, a dog? <laughs> so anyway, then I went into the dumpster and I started <laughs> eating the can. And let me tell you. <laughs> oh, wow. You like that, this huh? This is fucking good. This is great. And this is coming from someone who doesn't like ciders. Yeah. I'm barely halfway through with mine, and I really like this. And uh, Mike's already done. Keep in mind, again, just came back from a nine and a half hour shift. <laughs> on my feet all day. I need a drink. That being <laughs> said, this is delicious. And it's refreshing, and it's lightly sweet. It's sweetened. very light. It's so good. It's delicious. I think Graft is making me like an apple cider believer. Yeah. Because this is the second time I've had it, and I'm just like, it's fucking great. I love this. This is so good. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and even after we did the episode on Comes and Goza, mm-hmm. I went out and I got us the Farm Floor, which is one of their core styles, mm-hmm. and we both really liked that. Did I like that one? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I think I like it. So, <laughs> but if somebody hands me an congratulations, Graft, yeah. you, you've converted him. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit for you yourself. Anyway. For you. There's still like, there's no angry orchard I drink where I'm like, yay. <laughs> I'm more like, no. no. <laughs> I either fl- straight up go, I'm not drinking, or I'll drink it reluctantly. Like the, the, and suffer the consequences. The regular angry orchard, I will not drink the regular angry orchard. It is too sweet. It makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. It is gross. It's like candy. It's like it's diabetes in a glass. And I'm, <laughs> I love soda, and I still won't drink that because it's too sweet. Um, But- this because it's so lightly sweet. Even this is sweeter than the other two. And it's still really good because it's still yeah. not that sweet. It does still have a citrusy tartness to it that really balances it out. It's like just a fantastic fall drink. I that's the other thing too. I'm is really I think excited apple cider, to have the like other one. Of, it's not refrigerated. Uh, Don't get excited. I kind of want it now. 
but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so good. I do it's have so a crumb good. in the fridge for you, though. Yes. More I feel like that, that would be a good follow-up. That is up. a good follow-up. Thank you. <laughs> it's really, really good. Now I really want apple cider donuts. It doesn't help that we had just watched a binging with Babish the other day yeah. when he made apple cider donuts, where he got the apples from a brewery near us, Bishop's Orchard. Yep. That is our brewery. Or our brewery. That's our orchard. It's like- Basically. 20 minutes away from us. And we actually had those same donuts from, well, the Bishop's Orchards also makes their own apple cider donuts. Yep. And we had those at Two Roads Pumpkin Fest. Yep. Just uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Bishop's Orchards. That's our orchards. It'd be cool if they had a cidery near us. Well, I we, know there's we cideries do. near us, but I mean, like, there's one that right by like, Voracious. Uses, and... But when that specifically uses Bishop's, I mean, oh, that's true. Like if they did like a side product, hey, Bishop's Orchards, if you're listening, which you're not, <laughs> you should open up one on the side. Well, doesn't Bishop's have an agreement with? Wineries. They make wine out of their apples. Yeah. We have one of those wines. Yeah. Yep. Which is really good. Um, But yeah, no, I, I really like this. If they were closer, I'd say we should go, you know, visit them. But true. New York's a big state. So even though they're <laughs> right next door, it's not like it's like, oh, it's going to be a dual. 35, 45 minute drive no, to get it's there. A, yeah. It's got a seven hour drive. It's going to be a short weekend. <laughs> yeah. But this is, it's really, really good. I don't I have really too many this. other notes. It's just, it's really easy. It's really simple. It's really like, it mm -hmm. is what it is. It's, it's an old fashioned and an apple cider. They did it. Those, like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Son of a bitch. He did it. He did it. <laughs> Uh, so the other thing is, I like the can a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's a wraparound label. It's a, this is a tiny can, by the way. I, I know I said, I, we were saying I finished it fast. It's because it's a 12 ounce can also. Oh yes, uh, that, sorry. <laughs> the label's thick and feels kind of leathery. It feels like the outdoors. It feels like what you think the, the, like a cider that's all natural, like from the, right from the farm kind of would be like, it's. It feels like a like a millimeter thicker than most can labels, mm -hmm. and it's got a texture to it. It's got this rough, not like super rough, but like almost like leathery kind of book feel to it, which yeah. I really enjoy. And it it kind of matches with like the the picture on it. It's a very like the trees look like leaves. It's very picture you would see. I think we said in the last graft episode that it's very much like a picture you would see from like the six. That was very much like a picture from the sixties, that kind of art style. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of still kind of similar. It's very it's much very like, stylized. Yeah. Very stylized. Like the leaves are trees. It's just a few colors in this case, like a, a paler yellow, a very pale orange. I love the color palette of yeah. this. A red brick red. It's just really nice, dark, dark green on some of the leaves. It screams fall slash Thanksgiving color, yes. color wise. And the people are made of the same colors, like a printed color book almost. Mm -hmm. Like we used to have when we were kids, like if you're from the, like the late 80s or early 90s, where the colors are just like, we're going to have eight colors. And everything's with these eight <laughs> colors and we're going to print them. People are those colors. Dogs are those colors. Houses are those colors. The trees, <laughs> the forest, space is that color. We're just printing these colors. And that's what it is. And it's it's very stylized, very... I guess stamp kind of art, like the head is stamped on the body, which is stamped on legs kind of mm -hmm. a thing. It's like really interesting. If blocky I was an art major, and layered. <laughs> yes. Very much blocky and very much layered for sure. 
Um, and it's just this country with not a lot of trees. But some there's a goat in the background, a bunch of people <laughs> standing by a fire. One looks like he's dressed in like a Davy Crockett raccoon cap, warming his hands. A lady in a regular cap roasting marshmallows. A guy with an axe where he's got chopped wood way behind him. But he's also standing at that looking at the fire like, I'm gonna kill you fire. I'm gonna get you with my axe. And I don't know why he's looking at the fire with his axe out like I'm ready to swing. Mm hmm. Unless he's going to take out his two compatriots into the campfire. Uh, and they're looking over a cliff, which looks into the basin. And the basin is like a darker orange to show that there's a little bit of a drop. There's a goat in the background. Oh, there's a little red fox. He's really tiny. Oh. And then uh, an eagle flies above the whole scene. There's a very blue gray sky in the background with the sun setting. And a little log cabin at the very end of this tableau. And this is all just one face. And it's got backcountry and a very country like a uh, Cracker Barrel style font. Yes. <laughs> Old fashioned cider, citrus and bourbon. 12 ounces, 6.9 ounces. And then on the top, it's got a little logo that says Green Planet Ciders. So obviously that's their, like you said, this is their series. Mm -hmm. It's a very small logo, though, and very hard to read. It's I, You would think they would make that bigger. Yeah, yeah. So on the left side of the logo, it says... Cider for the animals in partnership with IFA or IFAIR. The A's got a line under it. I don't know how to pronounce this now. Uh-oh. <laughs> IFA. Uh, but basically, it's the International Fund for Animal Welfare. Animal. Ah. IFAW. There you go. IFAW? A global nonprofit building a world. Thank you. <laughs> a global nonprofit building a world where animals and people thrive. Then the government warnings underneath that, and it's really squished. This might be the smallest government warning I've seen, which I'm surprised. <laughs> I thought I always thought it was one size, yeah, on all cans because like the government mandated it be a a size, but this is so small and squished, and it's in a font similar to like poster movie poster font. Uh, and underneath that, it says contains sulfates or sulfites rather, which I believe all ciders have sulfates. All yes, sulfites. Like, as I mentioned, it's to preserve the freshness. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of wines have sulfites, too, mm -hmm. uh, which people can be allergic to sulfites. Yes, it can actually be the cause of your major headache after drinking wine. Mm -hmm. That's why my father cannot drink red wines, mm -hmm. but he can drink whites. I do not get that all the time. That is not why I get headaches. Or unless you mean you as an usted and you're talking to the viewers. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's that's uh, a better way to put me. it. Uh, Crafted and canned by Graft Cider in Newburgh, New York is under the thing. They they really pack a lot into these because the tableau is most of the can. So this is all on a very like, I would say this is no more than an inch and a quarter on the left side. The right side, which is connected to the left side, interestingly <laughs> enough, because it's a full wraparound and kind of overlaps a little bit, says sour like cider, that you, that dry you and You can tart. actually kind of like peel, peel it a little it. bit. Yeah. yeah. That helps to give it that leather kind of bound kind mm -hmm. of feel. It says sour cider, dry and tart. And then it's got nutrition facts, which is nice. Uh, I think there was a beer a couple of weeks ago that gave nutrition facts. It's true. And uh, oh, it's the uh, the extra. Yes. Yes. You're right. It was a uh, foreign I beer. wonder if that's because it's international. Probably. It might be a requirement in some countries, so they mm -hmm. just do it. Yeah. And this says nutrition facts, one serving per container, serving size 12 ounces. I wonder if they have to because it's a cider. Maybe. Yeah. Or they just do it because. Calories, 165. So I think that's about a beer. Yeah. I mean, it's about the same as a Coke, at least. Mm, no. Coke, I believe, is 220. Oh, well, then this is healthier than Coke. <laughs> right? Only by a little bit, though. But yeah. 
Uh, total fat is zero, cholesterol is zero, sodium is zero. Well, that beats Coke right there. Because Coke mm. is uh, mostly sodium. Very high in sodium, mm, yes. Sodium. Total carbohydrate, seven grams. That's it. Wow, there's really not a lot of sugar. Total there's sugar is four a, grams. Not a lot of carbs in apples. Yeah. Uh, protein, zero grams. Percentage daily values are based on a 2,000 calorie diet. Ingredients, which is nice. New York hard cider. Demerara sugar. American oak. Why does it have to list the oak as an ingredient? It's just aged in the oak. But I get it. Orange well, zest. I don't know. Is there mm, is there like a flavoring for American oak? Or like they didn't mention like specifically that it was aged in oak barrels. I would assume I guess you so. can get essence of oak. I don't know how you make essences. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's a way to make essences of anything. So essence of toad. How do the witches get essence of toad? You'd have <laughs> to ask mark? a witch. You'd have to ask a witch how to get these essences. Uh, but yeah, I guess you. if it doesn't say aged in American oak, my guess would be it's an essence then, which probably requires liquefying the smoke of something. Oh, yeah. Smoke the oak, get it in uh, as a gas form as smoke and have it like kind of rain down again, back down, and then take it as that dropper and then maybe pour it in. Oh, that would be such a cool process. I want to see that. I want to see that on how things work. Or- <sighs> What was the show called? How things work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you got it. <laughs> uh, orange zest is in there, which we knew. So that's how they got the orange. With the zest, I'm surprised it's not more orangey. Bitters, blend roots and spices, natural flavors, and sulfites to preserve freshness. I'm surprised allspice isn't listed in here. Same. I really thought there'd be some allspice. Because it really, that's how fally it is. Because mm-hmm. nothing's more fall than some allspice. <laughs> Graph cider, it says, and then on the side, there's a little thing. Graph cider, dot, gluten-free, dot, made from Hudson Valley apples. Recycle this can. It's very low key on like who this can is by. There's that little tiny green planet ciders, very tiny logo. I mean, like quarter inch that logo is as a circle. And this little tiny graph cider. Mm -hmm. They really don't care if you know who who, (laughs) who the cider is from, which I think is bizarre. I think it's absolutely well, I love this can and I think it's great marketing. I think they should continue most of this style, but I do think Graft needs to do better at blowing up the name Graft. <laughs> like I want, you deserve like, it. <laughs> I get that you're doing this for charity and that's great, but that's not even that big. Your Green Planet logo is not that big and your Graft logo is basically it. That side thing is so small and such a throwaway. It's it, it might as well be nowhere to be found. I mean, to be fair. If you go through the liquor store as often as I do, there's a lot of beers that you wouldn't know what brewery they're from unless you looked at the tag. I know, but I don't think I've ever seen one that we've gotten where it's that. Where it's that tiny. That no, that's tiny, true. yeah. That's true. Like, this is like, honestly, it's almost like, eh, it was an afterthought to put their brewery name on this. It was not like that on the can we did for the first episode with them. No, but it was still very small. Hmm. It's weird. I mean, I, I get let the art speak for yourself. Like I can see like clown shoes with their art is like crazy. And like mm-hmm. you always know it's clown shoes, like something like that you could do. And there's, and there's another one that does like a well. very graffiti. The the one that did Lizard King. I can never remember oh, what brewery it was, but it I see it all the time at the liquor store and it's so funky and crazy. But and that's all the thing. Of- you know, it's that same brewery, but you mm-hmm. don't know what brewery it is. So. Eh, oh. <laughs> but yeah no that's the can i got nothing else to say about the actual you know drink itself it's 
speaks for itself. It's fantastic. It's an old fashioned cider. Get it. If you yeah. like the fall, if you like anything about the fall and the only thing to like about the fall is the food and drink because the weather and everything else sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, food and drink is all you got. And this is delicious. It's amazing. It's fa- it's phenomenal. I love it. And it's a cider coming from me. Anybody who knows me, that's that speaks. That's volumes. a big compliment. Because ciders suck. Except for you, Graft Yuku. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this episode. So thank you guys for tuning in. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends, and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on Kraken One Open dot com or apple podcasts spotify stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts you can also follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at kraken one open or shoot us an email at kraken one open at gmail.com with any questions comments or suggestions because we always want to hear from you we do it's true it's true (laughs) what Um, else you get to plug i got a couple things one thing a new brewery just opened in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Space Cat Brewing. In Norwalk. In Norwalk, Connecticut, which is not too far away. Space Cat, if you're listening, we want to hear from you. <laughs> this is me personally calling you out. Let's have a sit down. Let's talk. Let's record some stuff. Because it's cool to talk to new brewers. They got a lot of ideas. They're really excited about the process. And I love your name so much. She likes Cat. I've been following you for months, like ever since you announced that you you were coming to Connecticut. So, boom, let's talk. There we go. Graft, if you're listening, I'd love to talk how you make ciders and ciders that even I like, because I think that's really cool. Because I hate ciders and yours are really good. And I think the the process of making ciders is really cool and we don't talk about that enough on the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that's something to crack open and talk about that we don't usually crack open to talk about. So, yeah. I've also got audiobooks. Go to audible.com, Michael Butler, Final Girl, Sour, Coffee at Midnight, Progressive Entrapment, Switch, Our Front and Gangsters, Vacation Planet. Buy these books. I did them. I don't get paid unless you buy them. So please help me make enough money on these to stop going to my day job. I do too many different jobs. I, I need the other, that, that voiceover voice book thing, audiobooks, if you will, uh, to, to pay me enough money. Because I put a lot of work into those. It's a lot yet, of work, y'all. I still y'all. have to work a day job? <sighs> Unbelievable. <clears throat> My feet hurt right now. Nine and a half hours. Anyway. <laughs> I've also got other podcasts I do. I've got Forgotten Cinema. I do with my buddy Mike Field. A podcast about forgotten films that seem to be forgotten by audiences. Whether they be because uh, forgotten by audiences because a more popular movie was released at the same time. Or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie. Maybe don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. You never know. You might find your own forgotten gem. That's available on ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com uh, or wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Do the same thing for this episode. Uh, and check out all of Forgotten Entertainment's other shows. They're all really great. They're all fantastic. Check them out. That's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, also a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Why do these glasses sound like plastic, even though they're glass? They are. I don't know. I think the glass is so thin. Wait. What? Conk my bottom. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta bonk bottoms next time we use these glasses. (laughs) Badonkadonk.